an interesting point, right? Boundary setting is a tricky thing because, oh, let's see how I can say this so this makes sense in a bigger picture. So when two people come together, there is, of course, you know, one person, the other person, and then there is a third entity in that moment, and that's the relationship between those two people. And that can be an established relationship, like in a partnership or in a work relationship or something like that, right, where it's clear that the, the entity of the relationship has a purpose. For instance, you work together, one person writes the paycheck, the other one takes the paycheck, or you are married, uh, you know, and so on and so on. But even if, they're, if you're strangers, in the moment that you come together in that interaction, a relationship is formed. One of the issues um, when we look at relationship, which is why we have been doing all the things we've been doing in this workshop so far, is that our past pattern and imprints and traumas and conditionings form the entity of the relationship and shape it in a very specific way. And so, as we all have experienced, um, you come to somebody, you feel totally cool and good, and then they say something and suddenly you get triggered into some imprint or relationship or flashback and with an existing partner or somebody brand new. And suddenly you're no longer in the relationship with that person, right? There's a whole chain of events going backwards in time uh, where your body suddenly reacts differently and you might react to that request based on past experience, you might react to that request uh, because you're triggered from past experience, you might know you're triggered but and so you are actually preventing the past experience which means you're also not having a present moment experience, right? So it's very hard, if not impossible, to meet something like um, a request from somebody else fresh, right? Because we're creatures of habits and patterns. And one of the nice things about at least having somewhat explored your material, your psychological material, is that at least when the trigger start, happens, you might catch yourself and go, oh, I'm triggered, or, oh, I don't want to do this again, or, oh, this seems awfully familiar, you know, and, and all of that. So there is that. So when you come to somebody and they say, hey, can you give me a ride, right, because they really want you to give them a ride, and you absolutely do not want to give them a ride, there is, of course, a, an irreconcilable difference there, right? And uh, the irreconcilable difference is they want something you don't want. That very often happens, right? And then often that becomes a power struggle based on your past experiences where you feel like you're always the one backing off or you're always the one overextending yourself. Or if you overextend yourself, you will be loved. Or if you don't overextend yourself, you will not be loved and therefore you'll be alone. And, you know, all of these things happen. So that's inevitable. The best you can do in when we talk about boundary setting, and this also, of course, then creates pretty good relationship, is that you try and preserve your personal integrity. 
and the, what I mean with personal integrity is not one of those my truth and you know all of that, but you not selling yourself out. That's what I mean with personal integrity, meaning you are not transgressing against your own boundaries. It takes a lot to know that, but and that's of course experience. But let's just stick with the giving somebody a right, right? So, if you are fairly well resourced and they are in a desperate need of something, and you go in your mind, I really don't want to get in the car on my day off. We had this the other day. She needed to go to Santa Barbara. She had just arrived from England, and it was my only day off. And of course, the moment that happens, in my mind I go, it's not that big of a deal. I can just drive her, what's an hour and a half each way. I mean, we can hang out and chat in the car. She really needs it, right? And then I had to go, no, considering that I've just taught and am teaching again, and this is my only day off, I have to set a boundary, even though I have a strong self-interest in wanting to support her. But if I don't set that boundary, I'm in the car, and I'm like, oh, fuck me, why am I, you know... I'm in a fucking car again, you know, and all of the things, which of course she feels, it, it, it then uh, uh, tinges our relationship negatively, right, and so on and so on. So you have to feel when you're selling yourself out to the point where it's costing you something that you cannot recoup. Now, here's the interesting thing. When you have children, for instance, or animals uh, or, or things of that nature, sometimes you have to do that because people are dependent on you, right? You don't set that hard boundary when your child needs food, obviously, your baby. But that come, you, so you have to make all these judgment calls as to are you going to override your boundary because it's that important or are you going to maintain your boundary because it's that important? And very often when you set a boundary, that does infringe on the other people's wishes and needs. And then all you can do is hope that they're also capable of dealing with that in a responsible way. But often, well, let's say this, often when you start setting proper boundaries, it actually is hugely relieving for the other person because they actually know where they sit. And they're not trying to get something from you that means something else to them, right? So meaning, if somebody goes, hey, can you give me a ride? But what they're really saying is, give me some attention. And you go, I'm not gonna get into uh, you know, a situation where I'm driving with you for three hours because I'm tired and I don't wanna be in the car. Then they can say, but I really would like to spend some time with you. And then you can say, I'd love to spend some time with you or not, but I'm not going to do it while driving. How about we make some time to actually hang out? Yeah, but, you know, I mean, it was no problem. I said, no, I'm not going to do it. It's my day off. And she said, well, I'm going to drive because she drives on the other side of the street, right? I'm going to do a test run. Um, the day before and see if it works out and otherwise, and then I said, yeah, if it really doesn't work out, then maybe I'll drive you. She took the car, she drove it down to Ohio. it was perfectly fine. She took herself to the appointment, came back. I had a restful day with a lot of space. Everybody's happy. And then we can just 
this, you know, she didn't say, but I really need to be with you. But then we can just hang out without there being that weird, oh, God, you know, I didn't want to drive. So that's it. Um, you have to assume that you having proper boundary function and also you communicating what's happening versus trying to get around grows the other person up too, so to speak. And if not, and they push and push and bully you and manipulate you, like I was saying earlier with this one acquaintance of mine, then you know they're not people you can hang out with, right? Because then it's pretty clear you have irreconcilable differences. They can't be reconciled. Your boundaries aren't being um, uh, accepted or uh, promoted. And then you know that that's not somebody you want to hang with. But that's the thing, by you maintaining the boundary, the pusher also can maybe relax. Because some people simply push because that's what they're used to. They only get things when they push. And when you set the proper boundary, they actually relax and they go, okay, well, I can go to here and not later, now I'm not further. Now I know where I stand. I'm going to just relax with where I stand. Yeah. Yeah, but that's also the other thing, right? We come, we then come with this idea that people are trying to manipulate us, but they don't always, right? They're just asking, and they they assume. This is the last thing that I wanted to say to Ari: is you have to always assume that other people are capable of maintaining their own boundaries. You maintain yours; they maintain theirs. If they can't maintain theirs, that's not actually your problem. That's their problem and their therapist's problem. But, but we get like defensive even before the, before the fact because we expect. You know. So it's good to feel that. <laughs>